Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 36. Church of the ever-living God, the Father's gracious choice, amid the voices of this earth, how mighty is thy voice. Hymn number 36. scriptural this morning will be given by Shahidat from Maryland. I will read from the book of Psalms, Psalms 8. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visited him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angel, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over all the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passes through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, 
How excellent is thy name in all the earth. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and, re and follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable One. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 204. O Father, thy kingdom is come upon earth. Thou rulest in all thy creation. Thou sendest thy witnesses, telling thy worth, to call and entreat every nation with news of thy mighty salvation. With news of thy mighty salvation. Hymn number 204.
welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion where we discuss this week's lesson and other topics that need to be covered and learn how to better practice this incredible science that Mary Baker Eddy has given us, that God gave to her and she gave to us. We had a really good one this morning, so if you missed it, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com, and it will also be available on our YouTube channel and our Vimeo channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 a.m. every Sunday, and that Sunday school has its own teleconference number, and many of our students who don't live in the area attend via the telephone. And that means that if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, your child can also attend our Sunday school. So if you do, give us a call. We'll give you the number, and we'd love to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our meetings and services, we have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers. We have, uh, and we had uh, a really good Bible study yesterday morning, which uh, will be the last Bible study of the season. We'll start again in September. So if you uh, missed the Bible study or would like to hear it again, you can find that also on our, uh, our website, plainfieldcs.com. We actually have a number of websites, many in languages other than English. And this is our missionary work to provide the very finest Christian science literature, articles, songs, for people to read, uh, listen to, and study, and in many cases in their own language around the world. And many people have found our church via those websites, and we're grateful that you have. And there's a very fine article that's featured on our English website I wanted to point out. Um, article is entitled, Peace Within. If you're having any difficulty finding peace within yourself, read this article, Peace Within. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from the fruitage chapter in our textbook, Science and Health, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And here from around the world to read this is Imogene from Australia. 
Page 605. A Case of Mental Surgery. I have felt for some time I should give my experience in mental surgery. In May 1902, going home for lunch on a bicycle and while riding down a hill at a rapid gait, I was thrown from the wheel and falling on my left side with my arm under my head, the bone was broken about halfway between the shoulder and elbow. While the pain was intense, I lay still in the dust, declaring the truth and denying that there could be a break or accident in the realm of divine love, until a gentleman came to assist me, saying he thought I had been stunned. I was only two and a half blocks from home, so I mounted my wheel again and managed to reach it. On arriving there, I lay down and asked my little boy to bring me our textbook. He immediately brought Science and Health, which I read for about ten minutes, when all pain left. I said nothing to my family of the accident, but attended to some duties and was about half an hour late in returning to the office, this being my only loss of time from work. My friends claimed that the arm had not been broken, as it would have been impossible for me to continue my work without having it set and carrying it in a sling until the bone knit together. Their insistence almost persuaded me that I might have been mistaken, until one of my friends invited me to visit a physician's office, where they were experimenting with an X-ray machine. The physician was asked to examine my left arm to see if it differed from the ordinary. On looking through it, he said, Yes, it has been broken, but whoever set it made a perfect job of it, and you will never have any further trouble from that break. My friend then asked the doctor to show how he could tell where the break had been. The doctor pointed out the place as being slightly thicker at that part, like a piece of steel that had been welded. This was the first of several cases of mental surgery that have come under my notice, and it made a deep impression on me. For the benefit of others who may have something similar to meet, I will say that I have overcome almost constant attacks of sick headaches, extending back to my earliest recollection. L.C.S. Salt Lake City, Utah. The lesson sermon for this week can be found on page 24 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, is the universe, including man, evolved by atomic force? The golden text is from Job. Stand still and consider the wondrous works of God. The responsive reading is also from Job. Behold, God exalteth by his power. Who teacheth like him? God thundereth marvelously 
with his voice, greater things doeth he, which we cannot comprehend. For he saith to the snow, Be thou on the earth, likewise to the small rain, and to the great rain of his strength. Dost thou know the balancings of the clouds, the wondrous works of him, which is perfect in knowledge? How thy garments are warm when he quieteth the earth by the south wind, touching the Almighty, we cannot find him out. He is excellent in power and in judgment and in plenty of justice. He will not afflict. Bruce will now read. I will read from the Bible. Job, I would seek unto God, and unto God would I commit my cause, which doeth great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number, who giveth rain upon the earth and sendeth waters upon the fields to set up on high those that be low, that those which mourn may be exalted to safety. He disappointeth the devices of the crafty, so that their hands cannot perform their enterprise. He taketh the wise in their own craftiness, and the counsel of the froward is carried headlong. He shall deliver thee in six troubles. Yea, in seven there shall no evil touch thee. In famine he shall redeem thee from death, and in war from the power of the sword. Thou shalt be hid from the scourge of the tongue, Neither shalt thou be afraid of destruction when it cometh. At destruction and famine thou shalt laugh. Neither shalt thou be afraid of the beasts of the earth. For thou shalt be in league with the stones of the field. And the beasts of the field shall be at peace with thee. And thou shalt know that thy tabernacle shall be in peace. First Kings. And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, show thyself unto Ahab and I will send rain upon the earth. And Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab, and there was a sore famine in Samaria. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, 
for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's hand. And he said, Go up and say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot, and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And he came up thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire, a still, small voice. Psalms. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. 
Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. Matthew. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. And when they were gone over, they came into the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into all that country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Amos, for lo, he that formeth the mountains, and createth the wind, and declareth unto man what is his thought, that maketh the morning darkness, 
and treadeth upon the high places of the earth. The Lord, the God of hosts, is his name. Amanda from Missouri will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Mind's control over the universe, including man, is no longer an open question, but is demonstrable science. The scriptures imply that God is all in all. From this it follows that nothing possesses reality nor existence except the divine mind and his ideas. The scriptures also declare that God is spirit. Therefore, in spirit, all is harmony, and there can be no discord. Everything in God's universe expresses him. There is but one real attraction, that of spirit. The pointing of the needle to the pole symbolizes this all-embracing power or the attraction of God, divine mind. The planets have no more power over man than over his maker, since God governs the universe. But man, reflecting God's power, has dominion over all the earth and its hosts. In proportion as matter loses to human sense, all entity as man, in that proportion does man become its master. He enters into a diviner sense of the facts and comprehends the theology of Jesus as demonstrated in healing the sick, raising the dead, and walking over the wave. All these deeds manifested Jesus' control over the belief that matter is substance, that it can be the arbiter of life or the constructor of any form of existence. Through spiritual ascendancy, our Lord and Master healed the sick, raised the dead, and commanded even the winds and waves to obey him. Grace and truth are potent beyond all other means and methods. Erring power is a material belief, a blind miscalled force, the offspring of will and not of wisdom, of the mortal mind and not of the immortal. It is the headlong cataract, the devouring flame, the tempest's breath. It is lightning and hurricane, all that is selfish, wicked, dishonest, and impure. Moral and spiritual might belong to spirit, who holds the wind in his fists. And this teaching accords with science and harmony. In science, you can have no power opposed to God, and the physical senses must give up their false testimony. Your influence for good depends upon the weight you throw into the right scale. 
the good you do and embody gives you the only power obtainable. Evil is not power. It is a mockery of strength, which ere long betrays its weakness and falls, never to rise. The material so-called gases and forces are counterfeits of the spiritual forces of divine mind, whose potency is truth, whose attraction is love, whose adhesion and cohesion are life, perpetuating the eternal facts of being. Electricity is the sharp surplus of materiality, which counterfeits the true essence of spirituality or truth. The great difference being that electricity is not intelligent, while spiritual truth is mind. There is no vapid fury of mortal mind, expressed in earthquake, wind, wave, lightning, fire, bestial ferocity, and this so-called mind is self-destroyed. The manifestations of evil which counterfeit divine justice are called in the scriptures the anger of the Lord. In reality, they show the self-destruction of error or matter and point to matter's opposite, the strength and permanency of spirit. Christian science brings to light truth and its supremacy, universal harmony, the entireness of God, good, and the nothingness of evil. The universe, like man, is to be interpreted by science from its divine principle, God, and then it can be understood. But when explained on the basis of physical sense and represented as subject to growth, maturity, and decay, the universe, like man, is and must continue to be an enigma. Adhesion, cohesion, and attraction are properties of mind. They belong to divine principle and support the equipoise of that thought force, which launched the earth in its orbit and said to the proud wave, thus far and no farther. Spirit is the life, substance, and continuity of all things. We tread on forces, withdraw them, and creation must collapse. Human knowledge calls them forces of matter, but divine science declares that they belong wholly to divine mind, are inherent in this mind, and so restores them to their rightful home and classification. The elements and functions of the physical body and of the physical world will change as mortal mind changes its beliefs. The universe of spirit reflects the creative power of the divine principle or life, which reproduces the multitudinous forms of mind and governs the multiplication of the compound idea, man. The tree and herb do not yield fruit because of any propagating power of their own, but because they reflect the mind, which includes all.
A material world implies a mortal mind, and man, a creator. The scientific divine creation declares immortal mind and the universe created by God. Love alone can impart the limitless idea of infinite mind. Geology has never explained the Earth's formations. It cannot explain them. Science reveals only one mind, and this one shining by its own light and governing the universe, including man, in perfect harmony. This mind forms ideas, its own images, subdivides and radiates their borrowed light, intelligence, and so explains the scripture phrase, whose seed is in itself. Thus God's ideas multiply and replenish the earth. The divine mind supports the sublimity, magnitude, and infinitude of spiritual creation. So-called mineral, vegetable, and animal substances are no more contingent now on time or material structure than they were when the morning stars sang together. Mind made the plant of the field before it was in the earth. The periods of spiritual ascension are the days and seasons of mind's creation, in which beauty, sublimity, purity, and holiness, yea, the divine nature, appear in man and the universe, never to disappear. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 161. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. It matters not what be thy lot, so love doth guide. 
For storm or shine, pure peace is thine, whate'er be tide. Hymn number 161.
Let's now sing hymn number 120. How beauteous on the mountains the feet of him that brings, like streams from living fountains, good tidings of good things, that publishes salvation, from error gives release to every tribe and nation, God's reign of joy and peace. Hymn number 120.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passage from 1 John 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we shall be called the sons of God. Therefore the word know us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in him purify himself even as he is pure. Or give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Amen. Amen.